Hello again, everyone. Dave Creighton, Jr., live at the Mediacom studio with my friend Al Lorenzen. Thanks for joining us here today, Al. Great to be on board today. Awesome. We're uh, really pleased. My normal co-host, Brett Ridge, will be joining us live. From the Dominican? From the Dominican Republic, where he is currently reviewing shortstops. For the West Why didn't Demoyne? we just move the show to the Dominican and do it and broadcast from there? Well, this little Comrex thing, I think, is probably the biggest reason. Uh, I believe we have Brett on the line. Brett, are you with us? Uh, I, I am. Can you hear me? You got me? Can Can you hear me now? We yeah, can hear me? you. I got you. All right. Hey, so, so you know, I uh, appreciate Al, you know, filling in today completely because we, you and I both hate to do the show alone and. Uh, but at the same time, I felt I had to chime in not only because of the time of year, my man, but also because um, we've done this show over 13 years from, you know, from all kinds of different locations. And um, I think if we could have done it in Cancun a few years ago we, with the Comrex, we might have done it. But anyway, I'm checking in down here for about 10 minutes, and then I'll let you guys get off and running. And Al, thanks for, uh, for helping David out today because you guys are going to have a good show without me. Well, that's no question. Well, I just want to know: are you are you sitting down there next to the pool in a speedo? I mean, what do we? What just help paint a picture for us, Brett, for our our viewers here? Well, you don't want that. You don't want the picture of what I'm wearing. Okay, nobody really wants to see that. <laughs> However, I will say that I am on a balcony in my room. Um, about I I give it fifty yards off the ocean, off the beach, right now, and uh, I'm gonna. It's been a lovely day, and we've had a good uh, few days down here. Got one more day tomorrow and then headed home um after that so it's beautiful and uh i did watch iowa on uh on my you know dish dish network has that thing where you can uh track your phone the sling and i could actually watch iowa and indiana the other night um uh it wasn't on espn2 down here is all soccer all the time it is not what is shown in the united states but i watched iowa lose to indiana on my phone the other night and um you know uh it was about time they were due to lay an egg here and there, I, and I think you and I talked about it, David, and they certainly did. But I, I love the fact that Fran McCaffrey turned around and said, you know what, we're not even going to watch the NCAA selection show. We're going to be practicing when that happens, right? We're going to be practicing because we're going to be playing in the NIT, and if we happen to make the NCAA, so be it. But we're going to play in the NIT, and we're going to go win the darn thing. And I, I love that attitude. And I think it plays well into into him talking about how and, and communicating to his team how serious he is about the opportunity that's in front of them. Well, you know, that's very true. And you, we, we all remember in 2013, uh, Fran's first postseason appearance as, as the head coach when they went the NIT, got to all the way to the final, played a very athletic Baylor team. Well, and we all know this is uh, – and. I, I hate it when people, you get into February when people say, oh, this is still a young team. There's a, Nobody's young in February, okay? Having said that, this team doesn't have the experience, doesn't have all the knots on your head. So just extra practice time, extra game time, being in some What a great way if you can't make it to the dance. And I'm, I'm frankly not going to be in Iowa City tomorrow night. I mean, it's not, it's not must-see TV from my perspective. But in terms of a coach developing a young team, an inexperienced team, yeah, what a great step forward. Well, and, and the Hawks have a, you know, South Dakota Coyotes. They uh, won the Summit League regular season, got beat by South Dakota State in the semifinals, and South Dakota State then went and beat UNO uh, to go to the NCAA tournament where they get Gonzaga. 
Ouch. Yeah. That's, that's not the same UNO team. They call it Omaha. Yeah, now. Omaha, they, they right. put a knot on Iowa's head. Early. I, it, yeah, that, I you, believe it was. Not, yeah, the Summit League, yeah, there's not that many Omahas and there's not that many Summit Leagues. It's uh, one and the same. It is It is one and the same. So, uh, nevertheless, the Hawks are a 12-point favorite tomorrow night at home. It's now been moved back to 8 o'clock. I don't know if you got that, Ridge. Uh, Jim Beheim whined and moaned because there was snow in Syracuse, but I actually think they had like two feet, so it was kind of a tough deal. Uh, there actually was snow. Yeah, I think yeah, that was enough. <laughs> can't get real upset about that. I mean, you know, if nothing else, he whines about Greensboro and, and what a terrible place that is to play the ACC tournament, and he gets them in the first round. So, you know, people are paying attention to him. But, yeah, I did just catch that on Twitter just now, which I think is a little bit uh, It's a little bit tough for those. Uh, there's 11,000 fans who have bought tickets for this game for the Hawks in just two days, which is really, really cool, but some of them are going to have a little bit different uh, travel plans uh, tomorrow night, trying to get home after the game. The 8 o'clock tips are a little bit tougher, but I, 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 you know, I think with the Hawks probably being, the, like you say, a 12-point favorite in, this, it, favorite in this, it probably won't be a real super close game, hopefully not, and uh, people will be able to enjoy that. And what I really like is the response of the fans on this, and I think it is the type of team, and you're right, Allie. It's not a young team anymore in the sense that they that they've been they've been in some tough environments and they've won and they've learned a lot about those uh, about those environments. But um, at the same time, I, I love the fact that they're going to play a, sort of a progressive schedule here. A team they should beat. A team that uh, is a lot tougher uh, either in TCU or Fresno State. And then if they happen to run into Clemson a team that uh, if you beat them, you deserve to go to the Garden. So the, the road in front of them is not exactly the easiest road you could have laid out. I think they've had easier before. Um, but th- these are good teams. They're going to be good ball games and, and good competition, which, you know, at this time of year is what you hope for. I think, I think the, the NIT, the way they've started choosing things and putting things together certainly has improved the product on the court that they have uh, in terms of the teams they put in the tournament. You know, I would agree with that. I think it's interesting. Indiana turned down a home game uh, for the NIT, and I'm not exactly sure why, other than arrogance. I would, I would guess they're Indiana. They're Indiana, right? And uh, so they have to go on the road. Um, they may have had a facility conflict. I don't know, but uh, what? But yeah. the ceiling going to fall in again? <laughs> I mean, How about eleven thousand <laughs> Iowa fans, Brett. You touched on that. If there's a lot of great fan bases around, and I know as well as anybody for the last forty plus years. Not a better fan base than here. To to have a team that ends up in the NIT, um, you know, whether or not you get 11,000 people have bought tickets and are going to be in Carver tomorrow night. What an incredible thing for now, that fan base. That, that, is, that is a real testament considering that the students are on uh, in spring break right now there in Iowa City. So these are 11,000 faithful. Uh, and, and nevertheless, I don't think that I hope that the time change doesn't cause people's uh, well, people will be hung over by halftime. Well, there instead you go. Of, instead of, you know, it's a little different crowd. You know, everybody complains about that. Well, hey, you, you know, you're going to get started early. That's a, that's a fair point. I, I know that I will be, but I don't know what to say about that. So, uh, Ridge, before we let you go, what are your thoughts about tomorrow night uh, with the Hawkeyes and uh, any other uh, thoughts as, as it relates to the NCAA basketball tournament? Well, you guys, you guys pointed out. I think, I think, uh, in terms of the Summit League, I think um, that they they've drawn a tough team. We know, um, obviously, that Iowa can be beaten by a team of that caliber because of UNO. And yet, at the same time, um, I, I think you know, I, I think Iowa has has an advantage up and down the line on on this team 
personnel-wise, so I'm not too entirely worried about that. I, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens in the second round, and, and uh, obviously um, you would expect TCU to be that team, and, and there, there's some athleticism there and some height that might cause Iowa problems. It's one of those teams that's like uh, Illinois that you're never sure exactly what you're going to get. Somehow the Hawks lost to Illinois twice. Uh, in terms of just overall thoughts, uh, you know, had Iowa beaten Indiana and not gotten in, I would have been upset, but uh, they certainly did not deserve it after the way they played against Indiana, and so I, I think they're where they should be. Um, I thought the Big Ten was undervalued. Uh, uh, once again, I thought the committee this year pretty much uh, punted it and mailed it in. I, I, I think they've been doing that the last couple of years. I know they do this whole thing where they bring in the media and they show them how they do a mock process, and yet somehow it comes out that they pretty much pick the seeds according to what the RPI is. I mean, if Minnesota's going to be a uh, Minnesota's going to be a seed as high as they are, which pretty much equals their RPI, which is ridiculous. Right. I mean, Minnesota had a great hey, year, I'm, but Brett, it's, I'm married it's, to it's a Badger alum. So as good as so Iowa State. Ima- imagine my I mean, house we're watching silly, selection show. Right? My wife's a Badger, and, and, and you right. and I are not. We're not Cyclo fans, but we're Iowa fans. You know, we, we're fans of the state of Iowa. I think the the committee kind of mailed it in. And I think what you'll see is we'll see a bunch of upsets again, and the idiots on CBS will talk about what a great job they did of seeding the tournament. <laughs> in reality, it'll be a terrible job because you should not have upsets. If they do a good job of seeding the tournament, if they do a good job of putting the tournament together, there shouldn't be a bunch of upsets. So we'll, we'll see how that uh, goes. Um, I'll, di- I'll uh, by disagree the way, with you real on that. Real quick callback before I, before I jump off. Uh, thanks for, for acknowledging the fact that I called Michigan last week. Um, I don't like you them did. as much in the tournament because that would be an awful long run for them. Uh, and we'll have to, uh, my, my, my Templeton ride call would be on who might win this thing. Boy, I don't know at this point, but I'm going to go with a Big 12 team. I'm liking uh, out of nowhere. You ready? You ready for this? West Virginia. West Can we have a drum roll? After West losing Virginia. Iowa State the way they did, wait, just see how they go. All right. Other than that, um, Iowa, I think, uh, has a good chance to go all the way to New York, and, and I'm feeling pretty good about that. We'll get two wins this week, and we'll see what happens next week. And I'll right, be back on the air with you next week. Good Lord willing. Good Lord willing. I'll and, keep uh, the seat warm. And there's, a, there's a small chance that the Iowa wrestling team has a shot this week, just based on the way the seeds have worked and some injuries and things. Uh, maybe you can talk about that a little bit more with Trent, but... Uh, uh, I don't see Ohio State running through the, the National Wrestling Tournament like they did the Big Tens, and, and uh, so uh, the Hawks have a chance in that as well, and we'll be watching that this weekend as well. So All other right, than that, good. my friend, I'll be back on uh, St. Patrick's Day. We can enjoy a frosty one and watch a little basketball. That sounds like a plan. It usually is. All right. Thanks, <laughs> Brett. Be careful. <laughs> Thanks, Al. Appreciate you filling in. All righty. Enjoy your time. All right. That was that was Brett Ridge, the normal co-host of the Hawkeye Huddle, and now back to our improvement. In Big Are you Al- calling him normal? No, I mean, I mean uh, reg- how about regular? <laughs> reg- that the, I can that I can live with the regular yeah. co-host. So, you know, I agree with what you're saying when Iowa gets these extra practices in in games, but I think the key there is they have to keep winning in order no in order for that to become you know valuable. If you get two extra practices, you play a game on Wednesday night. In, yeah, big it, deal. Yeah. It, and the other thing that's interesting for me is, and if you look at this, again, I love Fran. I, I, you know, fiery not. I played for George Raveling, who makes Fran seem like a choir boy in, <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, but uh, 
it's interesting that when you look at his teams down the stretch, it, it, whether it be tournament performance, whether it be you wonder if sometimes the players are just kind of over the negativity and, and some of that stuff. If Fran loves his guys, he can just, I'm, I'm not bashing Fran, but it'll be interesting to see in this run if he has shifted gears, if he's able to get them to focus, and if he's able to keep them upbeat and positive and energized through this run. Well, I think that's a really good point, Alan. And, and Brett and I have talked about this in the past where it seems as if, and maybe this has happened more with senior teams or with teams of experience where they've heard this mantra forever or for their entire career. I'm hopeful that with these these young guys, uh, you know, maybe Peter Jock didn't give his best performance uh, against Indiana, and I don't think there's any maybe about no, it. No, that second half, well, he phoned it in. Yeah, no and, and I, I mean, thought... He may, he may have some physical stuff going on, but it, right. wasn't, it wasn't good. And the thing I noticed, and I, and I was going back to the Sunday before when they played Penn State, and he got two quick fouls in that game because he was almost too amped up, too, yep. too hyper. And it seemed to me against Indiana, he was stepping away from contact, stepping away from anything because he didn't want to get fouls and end up on the bench again. And, and frankly, it, it looked bad, and it really was bad. Um, I don't think that's the way you want to compete when you're more concerned about yourself yeah. as opposed to your team. He was hesitant, and that came across as maybe not giving an effort on, right. on some possessions. And when your leader, uh, and when he's on the floor, he is the leader. I know they did some great things without him on the floor, which gives us all hope right. for next year. When he's on the floor and it doesn't appear that he's given it all, that trickles down, and and that clearly that was the only thing that disappointed. You got to love the way the Hawks finished the season. Incredible way to finish down the stretch and and to get themselves in a position to be considered. And the first half against Indiana wasn't horrible. It was fifty two yeah. to fifty two, and they basically get outscored like forty one to twenty five or something, right. or forty one to sixteen or something like that. And it was you horrible. know, you know me. You, you're old enough to have watched me play. It's about effort, and, right? And if a team's going to get on a roll against you. Then knock them on their butts. That's right. Um, you know, do something to break up their rhythm. Right. Don't just stand there on your heels and watch them. And just and just, I mean, basically get run over. Yeah. And and that's really what happened. You know, obviously Indiana made some shots and, and Iowa uh, clearly didn't, but they did get run over there the last I don't know fourteen minutes of that game, and it was it was it was a tidal wave. It was a rush, and they couldn't stop it, and that was that. It was brutal. It was brutal. It was brutal. All right, this is a good time for our first break. Trent, we'll be going to break right now, and uh, we'll be back at the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Big Talker. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, noon to 3, and Des Moines' biggest local sports show, Marty and Miller, from 3 to 6 on 1700. 1700 KBGG traffic update. We are accident-free in the metro this afternoon. Interstate of main route travel in great shape out there. Have a safe ride home, and that's a look at traffic. 1700 KBGG with Central Iowa's most accurate forecast from Local 5. Well, for tonight, mostly clear skies. Going to be bitterly cold out there, low near 9 degrees. Then partly cloudy, not too bad in the afternoon Wednesday with a high of 36. I'm Local 5 Chief Meteorologist Brad Edwards. Brought to you by Indeed.com. Are you hiring? Join the over 3 million businesses that use Indeed.com for hiring. Post your next job opening on the world's number one job site, Indeed.com. Here's a question for you. Do you know this song? Okay, let's think about this. Why is it that everyone remembers hundreds of songs, almost note for note, they never set out to memorize? 
That's the power of sound. It's sticky. When you hear a song or maybe a good advertising message with some frequency week after week for about six months, it gets into your long-term memory even when you don't intend it to. You remember it because you heard it. That's why radio is the sticky advertising medium. You don't hear a newspaper or billboard and really not a web page or a Facebook ad. Okay, TV has the power of sound too, but advertising on TV week after week can be pretty expensive. With radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then, when somebody's in the market for what you sell, who are they going to remember? If you want them to remember you, take advantage of radio. The power of sound. As an independent agent, People's Insurance Agency can tailor a program that fits any situation. We offer all sorts of insurance programs, including hard-to-place risks, such as farms and ranches, hunting guides, and outfitters. We will provide you solid coverage, personal service, and save you money. For more information, please call 800-932-4801 or visit us online at peoples-insurance.com. Hey guys, it's that time of year again. Time to build up some equity for March Madness in the next football season. Tell that special lady in your life you'll do the laundry and you really mean it. Then grab the dirty clothes and head to Duds and Suds in Beaverdale. Drop it off, pick it up, all nice and clean and folded. She'll be amazed. Or wash while you wait. Enjoy a beer, popcorn, and the games on TV. Or shoot a game of pool. Duds and Suds, guys. Check it out. 2629 Beaver in Beaverdale. Duds and Suds. During the Auto Show sales event at Schottenkirk Chevy in Waukee, extra $1,000 rebate on all new 17 Silverados and an extra $500 rebate on Equinoxes. New 17 Silverado Double Cab 4x4 LT, only $9.99 to its signing. No hidden fees. $3.69 per month lease. New 17 Equinox LT, only $9.99 to its signing. No hidden fees. $2.99 per month lease. Extra rebates on Silverados and Equinoxes during the Auto Show sales event. Schottenkirk Chevy on the west end of Hickman, Waukee. Chevy, find new roads. WaukeeChevy.com. Includes Auto Show lease bonus cash, 39 month leases, 10K per every sale, 24-774 and 15-994 with approved credit. Centurion Stone of Iowa is proud to be the leading provider of stone veneer in Iowa. Centurion Stone has the look and feel of natural stone with the ability to create over 200 color and patterns. If you're looking to enhance your home's interior, Centurion Stone can update your existing fireplace with a stone finish. And Centurion Stone of Iowa does business all over the state, from Dubuque to Denison, from Davenport to Des Moines. It's Centurion Stone of Iowa, helping homeowners and businesses throughout the entire state centurion stone of iowa.com have you suffered a personal injury or been impaired by an auto accident are you unsure if you're entitled to workers compensation hamilton law firm is one of the oldest family-owned law firms in iowa helping individuals and families across the state for 130 years they may be able to help you if you are too injured to meet with them they can fly anywhere in iowa to meet with you hamilton law firm in clive storm lake and sioux city contact hamilton law at 309-3536 or online at hamiltonlawfirmpc.com asset protection agency in the brighton company have now merged into one firm now known as Asset Pros. Whether it's auto, home, life, commercial insurance, and employee benefits, we have experts in every area to service your insurance needs. We see this as an enhancement for our customers. We still have the same West Des Moines location, same phone number, 515-223-1600, and the same great people working together to serve your financial and insurance needs. Asset Pros has evolved into one of the premier financial and business resource consulting firms in Iowa. We view our work with you as a partnership in helping you in your insurance buying needs. Asset Pros, making sense of today's financial and insurance choices. 515 223 1600. 
All right, welcome back to the Hawkeye Huddle. Live on 1700, the Big Talker, Mediacom 22 or 822. If you want to catch us in high definition, I recommend the standard definition, but that's just me. (laughs) Uh, Neither one of us had a chance to get into makeup. No, yeah, yeah, no pancake number five for us. Uh, I want to thank our great sponsors, Asset Protection Agency, um, Templeton Rye, which we'll get to, Schottenkirk, Chevrolet, Kozlowski Law. Now, does Templeton Rye, does Scott cut you a check or does he give you product? Is that an in-kind? Is that a trade-out? It, it should be noted that uh, <laughs> they have always paid. Uh, they have paid in American funds uh, for the Templeton Rye last call since forever. And uh, I usually take those funds and then go buy product. So so that works out, that w- works out well. Well, and, and, and you know, uh, because Wildwood Hills Ranch has our board meetings every month in your office. That's right. So the asset protection and, and asset pros, the, all you guys down there, we get to see you on a regular basis. And Deb Pedrick and, and the whole gang do a phenomenal job. Um, and we'll, we'll get the shameless plug in for Wildwood Hills Ranch. Yeah, please. Which is what I get to do on a daily basis. And, and uh, this community has really embraced us. We're serving uh, thousand at-risk kids a year at Wildwood Hills Ranch, and and if anybody out there has an interest in looking at that, is something that a Hawkeye has been is doing with their life now. Uh, go to wildwoodhillsranch.org and and check it out. You can see what we do with kids to help the, those thousand at-risk kids a year, and then we serve veterans. We do um, equine uh, activities, therapy, and and other things with veterans to try to uh, get some of our guys who have served and 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 women who have served our country so admirably. Uh, you know, some of them, it's great that we have the, the home base Iowa initiatives where uh, companies are trying to hire these guys. Well, we come alongside the guys that, frankly, can't work. We, right. we come alongside the guys where things are so dark and what they've been through is has been so horrendous that they need just to get back on their feet and be able to be around people and be able to uh, navigate their way through a normal daily routine. And then we might be able to think about let's get them into the workforce. So between the kids and the veterans, uh, it's an incredible opportunity for me to to give back to the state of Iowa, and, and we're happy to to be a part of that. Well, and, and I know from experience from uh, my friend Brad Halley, who just recently joined your board, the impact that that can have on uh, the foster kids that he had, and uh, and all of that. And we'll go ahead and share the good news about Wildwood Hills Ranch this year in the terms of the new buildings that are going to be able to be built. Oh, we've well. We've added uh, new buildings every year for the last, uh, gosh, for the last five years. And this year, we're at a point now where we have bunkhouses for the kids. And we serve, there's, we have 300 beds every week in the summer that are full. And then we do bounce back leadership retreats for our teenage kids throughout the year. And we have adult staff that come in. Well, we've, we've put so many kids in beds, we have no beds for our staff anymore. Uh, so Lutheran Church of Hope came alongside us and raised money. We're going to be building log cabins. Uh, that It's cool that they're going to be log cabins, but they're going to give us private lodging options so adults and families when they come down to help the kids and, and work with the kids uh, they've got a place to sleep that they're comfortable in and, and uh, so no, that's awesome a lot of great stuff going on i get a front row seat to watch some amazing things happen well your leadership has been a big key to that Al. i know that for certain so anyway that's fantastic so anyway back to uh we got a basketball game we got some coyotes coming we, is it we, coyotes we, is it coyotes is it, it's coyotes right i, I, I think it's gonna, the coyotes yeah uh, i don't think it's the coyotes i don't want those folks from south dakota getting upset with us we're well i know i know we have a few fans who live in the sioux falls area and well i'm sure i'll hear from them here pretty soon but uh South Dakota does have Trey Dickerson, a transfer from Iowa, who's their point guard, leads uh, one of their leaders on the team. Uh, their leading scorer, his name is Matt Mooney. Matt Mooney. And he gets about 18 a game. 
does a lot from behind the arc. And, you know, when I was, when you asked me to host, you know, I, I go back into analyst mode. And so right. I start breaking down and looking at trends and stats. And it, it's really interesting because on paper, yeah, I was a 12-point favorite. You know, this is, you know, they're at home. we got 11,000 fans. Right. you got the Coyotes, whatever that is, uh, roadkill. <laughs> and, you know, so you, then you start digging into it. And, you know, Matt Mooney averaging almost 20 a game, kind of similar to Jock. He's going to, he's going to, he's very effective from behind the arc as a team. They shoot about the same as Iowa from the line, from three point, from two. Uh, but what's interesting to me is this team, the Coyotes shot a hundred more free throws than Iowa did uh, this year, which tells you they're physical. Yeah, they, they get to contact. They yeah. bring it, bring it on inside. They're not afraid of that. They're going to attack the rim. And, and when you get to the line 824 times <laughs> in a 33 game schedule, uh, so that's a point of concern. I'm not trying to, you know, yeah, right. I'm not trying to make a mountain out of a molehill. Uh, but if I'm as I'm watching the game tomorrow night, I'm going to be looking for Howard Garden. And when you get a when you get an Iowa team, a Power Five team, saying, "Okay, we're going to phone it in and play TCU," um, and you got a team that'll attack the rim, that can knock down a perimeter jump shot, that's got a kid like Mooney that can flat out score it, you better have your A game defensively in that first half. Well, and I tell you, the NIT I think is is more of a mind game, almost more than a physical game. A couple, three years ago, I think it was Kentucky went to Robert Morris and got and got yep. beat down Who there. Who wants to be there? That's right. And, and, and they didn't care, and it showed on the court. My hope is that, much like in 2013 when Fran took him to, to the Garden, that they have that sort of mindset. And I think you've, these young kids really, they you can tell they like to play basketball and that they are excited to play basketball. And hopefully, you know, we can get Pete to go off maybe early so he gets some con- <laughs> gets some confidence in the game as as it starts on uh so that Iowa does have an opportunity to, to take it because I think you're right if this the longer this game stays close yeah the less the less that is good for Iowa in my mind you don't want a single digit lead if you're Iowa going into halftime you 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 want a little bit of room in there you want to establish yourself because if you let them start getting to the rim if you let a team like this hang around if you let them get to the free throw line it, it, all those things that doesn't bode well. Now, the, the flip side of that is they're undersized by Big Ten standards. Uh, it's not a big physical team. You know, their, their biggest guy is 6'7", 230. I was not huge either, but I was athletic. They're long. Right. Um, and they're going to throw waves of guys at you. So, uh, to me, you know, can you keep them off uh, out of the paint defensively? Can you get second-chance opportunities offensively? And then are you able to control the backboards enough where you can run up, get some runouts? If Iowa can do those things, then it will be what everybody thinks it will be, and it will be a, a walk in the park. Well, and that, and, and the thing that happened during those four game, that four-game winning streak that Iowa did, that I thought they did better than they had done the rest of the season, was really on the defensive end, where they, were, where they were able to shut some teams down. Uh, at Maryland, you know, Trumbull was like two for – 15 or something like that and they were able to get enough pressure on them and force them into into making you know not having great shots penn state couldn't throw it in the ocean well you when you contest everything and what you saw with iowa particularly in the paint um the last five five to six games everything was contested there was a lot of shots where you're saying man I, they just battled their butts off and then they turned them over too they right. were able to, because of that length and, and the press and the, the things that they were able yep. to do that's right and and that will be a big key because I think tempo, if Iowa can, like you said, turn them over and or get some runouts off of missed shots, and get easier baskets as opposed to sitting in a half court, half court spot all, 
the entire game. Yeah. That's not where our strength is. Well, and the Coyotes are, you know, they're averaging 77 a game. Yeah, so, so they're not, not like, afraid to get up yeah, and go. This isn't like Bo Ryan's Wisconsin. I mean, that's they're gonna, right. They're going to do it. That's right. All right. Well, we're done with half the show. We'll be back in just a few more minutes. We'll have uh, Tom Cakert on the other side from Hawkeye Report. He'll join us for his weekly stint. This is the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Big Talker. Your road to March Madness NCAA Basketball on Westwood One with 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Billion Automotive and Mr. Executive. These two score. 1700 KBGG Traffic Update. We are accident-free in the Metro this afternoon. Interstate of Main Route Travel in great shape out there. Have a safe ride home, and that's a look at traffic. 1700 KBGG with Central Iowa's most accurate forecast from Local 5. Well, for tonight, mostly clear skies. Going to be bitterly cold out there, low near 9 degrees. Then partly cloudy, not too bad in the afternoon Wednesday with a high of 36. I'm Local 5 Chief Meteorologist Brad Edwards. It's time for the Iowa Wrestling Report, presented by People's Insurance Agency. I'm Trent Condon. It's championship week as the NCAA championships begin on Thursday in St. Louis at the Scott Trade Center. Session 1 begins 11 a.m. Thursday morning, wrapping up with the championship round, the final 7 o'clock on Saturday night. Iowa brings nine wrestlers to St. Louis, including top-seeded Thomas Gilman at 125 pounds, number four-seed Corey Clark at 133, fifth-seeded Brandon Sorensen at 149 pounds, the number two seed at 157, Michael Kemmerer, and at 184 pounds, number three seed, Sammy Brooks. Iowa State will head to St. Louis with Earl Hall at 133 pounds, Leland Weatherspoon at 174, and Marcus Harrington at 197. Doug Schwab's UNI Wrestling Program will bring seven wrestlers to St. Louis. The Panthers look to bring home the third top 15 finish under Doug Schwab. And over the weekend, Wartburg brought home their 13th national championship in the D3 ranks. Wartburg outpaced the competition for the title with 129.5 points. Augsburg finished in second with 79. This Iowa Wrestling Report presented by People's Insurance, providing solid coverage, personal service, and saving you money. Get a quote online at People's Insurance Agency at peoples-insurance.com. When it comes to outdoor repairs at your home or perhaps your business, turn to the professionals at Spec USA in Des Moines. Spec USA, where Matt Mauser's outstanding crews provide professional concrete work, conscientious, timely, and affordable. From parking lots to porches, from the decks to your front doors, turn to Spec USA. So if it's decorative or commercial concrete that you need, one name, Spec. See their showroom at 4100 Merle Hay Road in Des Moines. SpecUSA.com It's truck month at the all-new Schottenkirk Ford in Indianola. Get $12,000 off select new F-150s and a five-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Talk about going after the Ford business. $12,000 off select new F-150s or get 0% for 72 months to bulk up fresh local trades. Schottenkirk Ford is in a position to give you more for your trade. The Schottenkirk Experience, now available in Indianola. The all-new Schottenkirk Ford of Indianola. SchottenkirkFord.com F-1009 includes all rebates. Must finance through Ford Motor Credit. Sunny's Pizza Bistro is a family-owned and operated Italian restaurant that opened its doors in 2006. You will always find a family-friendly atmosphere at Sunny's Pizza Bistro, as well as excellent food with homemade sausage, meatballs, pizza, sauces, and dough. And Sunny's Pizza Bistro caters. Give Sunny's a try for your next business or family gathering. Sunny's Pizza Bistro, Sailorville Township, and online at sunnyspizzabistro.com. 
Need a new roof? GAF Timberline Shingles are the number one selling shingles in North America from the company with more than 130 years of experience. Ask your local GAF certified or master elite contractor about the industry's best warranty today. At Palmer's Deli and Market, we think the true measure of a sandwich is how good it tastes, not how long it is. That's why Palmer's uses only quality fresh ingredients when preparing our selection of sandwiches, soups, and salads. Our breads and desserts are baked from scratch every day right here in our own kitchens. And at Palmer's, we believe you don't have to sacrifice on taste to eat healthy foods. So when you're buying lumber, buy it by the foot. But when you're buying lunch and dinner, make sure you're buying it for the taste and quality. You'll find that nobody can measure up to Palmer's Deli and Market. Here's Dennis Lane and David Floden of LaneHeatingAndAC.com of Des Moines. Well, I started in refrigeration, uh, coolers, freezers, air conditioning, furnace, everything. Um, then I switched over to just residential. The most satisfying thing to me is fixing people's problems and, and making them happy, whether it be replacing or just repairing. Myself, uh, I started as an installer, green as grass, didn't know anything about any of it in 1994 uh, with a small company. The biggest thing I've always liked is, is just interacting with customers. Being out there is just fixing things. Uh, you know, it's always been something I've done. I mean, I grew up tinkering in a garage with my dad's tools and loved fixing things and always was able to tear something apart, put it back together. And that's kind of what sparks me when I go out is if there's a problem, figuring out what it is and fixing it. Remember, when it comes to heating and air conditioning, make it LaneHeatingAndAC.com of Des Moines. Dennis Lane, LaneHeatingAndAC.com. If the unfortunate prospect of divorce should become a reality in your life, consider a collaborative divorce. As opposed to a traditional divorce, this is a lower-cost alternative based upon the principles of mutual respect, cooperation, transparency, and dignity. Most importantly, both spouses make a commitment to staying out of the courtroom. It is typically a win-win for both spouses and the kids. Please contact attorney David Kozlowski for more information he can tell you if the collaborative divorce is right for you. David has 24 years of experience and practices exclusively in family law. He's located at 3737 Woodland Avenue in West Des Moines, just north of Valley High School. Give him a call, 515-226-0150, and arrange a free initial consultation. Again, that's attorney David Kozlowski, 515-226-0150. Welcome back to the uh, last half hour of the Hawkeye Huddle. Dave Creighton Jr. here with uh, Big Al Lorenzen. Glad to have him on board today. We were just talking about his uh, glory days of playing basketball over in Europe. And uh, Glory days, yeah. Well. <laughs> that was, you know, the, the, the we, you figure out something, uh, Dave, when, you, uh, when you're just finished. Right. And most Hawkeye fans can appreciate this, especially you're – a stiff, you know, you're okay. Right. You're, you know, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. Ten years out, like, wow, he, you were a really good player. Twenty years out, you're, you know, man, you were just unbelievable. <laughs> and then, you know, you get now where I'm, a, dude, you were a legend. You were, you know, it, so I'll let history rewrite itself. I'm good with that. There we I, go. Um, you know, I've gone from a vanilla gorilla to more of a silverback, and I'm, <laughs> I'm very comfortable with that. I, my five year old, my eight year old, Luke and Levi are home watching. Awesome. Uh, first time they've ever been able to watch on media. We just had MediaCom hooked up, so the boys are excited, and and uh, yeah, they they let me. Even my eight year old lets me know, Dad, you're kind of old. That's uh, right. We are Al. We are yes, old and loving it. You know, and uh, one of your fans, and uh, now the. Uh, 
owner of HawkeyeReport.com, Tom Kaker. We have him on the line every week. Tom, we got uh, Al Lorenzen here with us today. That's great. Tom hey, saying Al. who? Yeah, he remembers you. <laughs> uh, good, to, good to have you on, Tom. Hey, it's great to be on with you guys. And uh, got some postseason basketball to talk about with the Hawkeyes. That's right. We do have some postseason basketball, and and you can uh, rearrange your travel plans. You don't have to leave at two o'clock in the afternoon as they push the game back till eight tomorrow night, due to the nor'easter that Al Roker talked about all morning on the Today Show. So, uh, what time you get over then? Like four? Oh, I'm not going to get there that early. Probably, you know, leave five five thirty somewhere around that uh, all right. to get to the arena, but. This just shows the power of of the orange of oh boy. Jim Beheim and Syracuse because their game got pushed back and they're able to push Iowa out of their time slot and uh, get whatever they want when you're dealing with ESPN. Well, and you you got to figure, I guess, if you're you know, I, I I enjoy the business side of sports since I can't do anything else anymore. I I just sit and and look at the. I guess you could make the case between Iowa and South Dakota. There's more eyeballs. Probably in, watching the, Syracuse, the, the northeastern United States. But I would guess. You still just want to smack the guy, of course. And, and Bayham's an awesome guy. You know, he was out here for coaches versus cancer a few right. years back. Great guy, but wow, the folks in Greensboro don't like him much, and the, I guess the folks in Iowa and South Dakota don't like him much now either. <laughs> they don't. Oh, that's for sure. You know, we had a we had a peek into the future uh, here last Saturday night when uh, the McCaffrey boys played down here in uh, Wells Fargo and won the state tournament against uh, my alma mater, Valley High School. And uh, did you graduate? I did. I did graduate. Um, I I I I just I, wanted that on the record. I I did. I actually did. I did pretty good in high school back in the day. So uh, anyway. It was interesting to watch the McCaffrey boys play. I was really impressed with Patrick and his length that he has there, in spite of the fact he weighs about 110 pounds. But I was really impressed with how long he is and the the smoothness with which he plays. And and you can tell Connor's a confident kid. He's not afraid of any shot. Um, a lot more physical, I think. And, I mean, obviously that happens when you're a senior compared to a sophomore. What were your impressions of the state tournament there, Tom? Yeah, I got to, I watched a couple of their games and, you know, Connor, I've seen him plenty over four years and he's, you know, a, a point guard. I know people wonder what position he's going to play, but he's a point guard. That's what Fran wants him to play and what he thinks he's most comfortable playing. And, um, he's, you know, gotten stronger over the years. Uh, his three point shooting has improved the last two years. Uh, Patrick, he just just oozes potential. I, I'm, you know, Patrick's going to be the better of the two uh, when it's all said and done. And uh, his length, he's got a, a little bit of a, um, you know, you can kind of see a, a Jared Utah starter kit kind of feel to his game where he can step out and he's got to refine his three a little bit. But I, I really like what I see from his three-point shooting uh, developing over the years. And he's got great length. He can block shots and, um and get to the rim. He handles the ball really well. So, uh, sky's the limit for that young man. I think he'll probably be a probably a top fifty recruit in the country before it's all said and done. Well, and that's you know, isn't it always the second one 
Right. Uh, well, Bohannon's the third. <laughs> exactly. You get, you know, the big brothers kind of beating up on you and, and showing you the rope. And, and that's, you know, it's it's really interesting, Tom. Now, you've covered, you've been around this state and covered. Uh, has there been a time, uh, you know, I, I did watch a feature somewhere over the weekend replayed on, on uh, Bryce and Corey Alford and, and that whole thing. But what a special time for the McCaffrey family when you've got Connor obviously coming in. We've seen it unfold with Kirk Ferentz and, and his boys coming through the program, but there's something unique, something special uh, about dads. And as fiery as Fran is, uh, you won't find a player that doesn't know Fran, that, that would think Fran you know, doesn't love him. And with his sons, too, I'm sure he's hard on them, but you, you know that that's a special, special thing for the McCaffrey family. Yeah, it is. You know, Sunday night we had a little uh, teleconference with Fran to talk mainly about South Dakota, but we got through our, going through our second round of questions. I just said, Fran, how was Saturday night at the well, and what did that mean to you as a, as a dad sitting there watching your two boys win a state title? And he gushed for a couple minutes about how special that moment was for him and for his family, his wife, and his two younger kids. You know, there's a there's a third McCaffrey boy, too, that's, um, younger Jack is, I think, uh, you know, like 10 years old now. So, um, he's, you know, playing basketball as well. So there, there may be another one down the line, but, uh, it was pretty special for that whole family. You know, somebody mentioned that West High had three Division One players. Who's the third D1 guy on that team? Well, if Devontae Lane had grades, he would, he would be, uh, he'll eventually be a D1 player. He's just got to go to Juco probably. Uh, because he would be recruited either as a, a football or basketball player. I think he's probably got more of a ceiling as a football player. In fact, uh, I know West High tweeted out something today that uh, um, Devontae's the second player in, in the history of the school to be first-team All-State in football and basketball in the same year. I wonder who the first was. <laughs> uh, Jeremy sure Morgan was the other one. <laughs> oh, there you go. You ever heard of him? I have. I have. He had a pretty good career there at UNO, Tom, UNI. Tom, when you get into the, the game tomorrow night, I mean, obviously, the, you know, the fans, the odds makers, everybody is certainly expecting um, Iowa to maybe break a light sweat but not get too deep into it. And then I start looking at this, and, you know, with the way uh, South Dakota gets to the line, with Mooney and his ability to score points, I, I, you know, again, I'm not. I said earlier, I'm not trying to blow this thing up into into fabricate a, a matchup. But uh, to me, there's some cause for concern when you look at what South Dakota can do. There is because you mentioned Mooney; he's really good, 18 and a half a game, and he's had some big games in that semifinal loss to South Dakota State. He had 30 points. He's uh, in their last four; he's averaged about 27 a game. Uh, he shoots a three ball. He kind of reminds me, he's not as good as Jimmer Fredette, but he kind of reminds me of his game is kind of like him, his build is kind of like Jimmer Fredette. Um, and then they've got uh, Slack, the, their uh, forward is senior, 6'7", uh, averages about seven rebounds a game, about 15 a game point-wise. And he's a bruiser in there in, in the post and not afraid to mix it up. And then you've got, uh, obviously, the storyline with Trey Dickerson, uh, former Iowa player who transferred to South Dakota, sat out a year, and now he's coming back. And he's averaging ten and a half a game and about three assists. And he's, uh, you know, a quick guard. And quick guards have given Iowa trouble this year. And a little reminder to Iowa fans: they're playing and uh, they won the Summit League, which is where Omaha comes from. And Omaha beat Iowa in Iowa City. And uh, 
they split with them this year. Uh, South Dakota did uh, with Omaha Peach winning on their home floor. But um, this kind of tells you uh, that you can't sleep on this team because they do have some talent and they've they've played really well. They've won uh, until they lost in that semifinal game. They had won seven in a row to win their league title in the regular season. You know that Omaha game almost feels like it was two years ago, and it it. While the the same guys are wearing the same uniforms, it doesn't seem to me or doesn't feel to me like anywhere near the same basketball team uh, that was playing. I mean, and I just look only at defenses. It relates to that um, in the effort that was given in that game, which was horrible. Um, and that, but that came off of they lost to Memphis, gave up four to Memphis, got killed by Virginia. Uh, gave up 92 or something to Notre Dame, and and all. Some, it was almost after that game where Fran said, "Okay, it's like we're not gonna, we're not even gonna play offense for a while. All we're gonna do is worry about defense." And it, it clearly changed the season around, in my estimation. Yeah, and that that was a period of time too when they were adjusting to playing without Cook, who was out with that uh, finger right. injury, and um, you know fans forget a little bit about that. But uh, I, I think. Um, a different team at, at that point in the year too they were just starting to turn this team over to jordan bohannon at the point guard and um we've seen how he's flourished you remember i mean it does seem like so long ago that he he was the guy coming off the bench and it was christian williams starting the season at point guard and um, yeah bohannon's not Bohanna a freshman anymore in my mind. kind of being in charge and and now he's playing with uh, a great deal of confidence in every game Tom, let me let me throw something at you, just because you know I, I, they probably are never going to let me on the show again. That's probably not so, true. So I'm uh, it, when you look back, uh, you know, at, at the Gisele Woodbury, though uh, that tandem in terms of what they did as freshmen, how they grew and evolved, and obviously it's not they're different players, different, uh, but I, I'm interested to get your perspective on that tandem, and clearly. Uh, like him or not, and people didn't. People love to make fun of Woodbury, and and people love. I was, you know, a, a guy who Gasell's late game decision making used to drive me absolutely crazy uh, until maybe his senior year. So, uh, but at the same time, those two were kind of the the spine, if you will, uh, of the the renaissance of Iowa basketball under Fran McCaffrey. And now you got Jordan Bohannon, you got Tyler Cook. You could make it the two headed monster of Tyler Cook, uh, Cordell Pemsel, but. Uh, give me your perspective, having watched the Gazelle Woodbury and two young young players who had gained vital experience as freshmen, and compare or contrast uh, Bohannon and Cook and or a couple of the other kids today in, in terms of where they're at development. You know, it's interesting you bring that up because really, you look back to when Cassell and um, Woodbury were freshmen. They kind of got their feet wet in postseason basketball on that NIT run that Iowa made to the uh, yep. NIT title game that year, and um, you know now this next group of freshmen are getting that same kind of path um, in the postseason for the first time. I, you know, Mike and and Adam they kind of are who they are, and I, you know, I think you could debate how much better they got. I think Iowa overall got immensely better when Adam Woodbury came on the floor just because he gave them a size and a presence, not a shot blocker, but a presence yep. uh, in the middle of the defense. And maybe that's something that they've lacked this year that they probably miss more than anything else is his presence in there. And he was a really smart defensive uh, 
a big man. And, you know, I, I think, um, you know, Gazelle just never developed that outside shot. And that's the thing Bohannon's got. If you could combine what Gazelle had athletically in terms of, you know, side-to-side quickness with Bohannon's ability to shoot, I, you got a special point guard there. I, I think that's one of the things Iowa fans that keep talking about. Well, they need to get a different point guard. And I, I keep pointing out, Jordan Bohannon just set the, the uh, Iowa record for a freshman for assists in a, yeah, a season don't be in a hurry and three-point field goals in a season. And, uh, that's, and that breaks Jeff Horner's record. And Jeff Horner is a pretty good player in his time. Still, still, still was a good player. Still is. Anyway, hey, Tom, thanks again for your contribution today. We really appreciate it as always. And uh, we'll probably hopefully talk to you next week because uh, maybe the Hawks have two wins. We keep playing in this NIT. Hey, and uh, Al's an upgrade over Ridge. Big time. Uh, there's no <laughs> question. Well, Ridge is a lot better looking than I am, that's for sure. Hey, I'm telling you, there's oh. no question. Oh, no. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. All right. Hey, Tom, thanks so much. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Take care. That's Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Ridge and I actually pay to go to his site on an annual basis, and I don't go and interact very much. I'm a lurker. I like to go read his articles, you know, the in-depth stuff. You're about, a voyeur? Uh, not so much that. I just don't like to get into interchanges about, you know, how crappy the game was right. or, or the flow of the game. I do that on Twitter. and Let's bash these 19-year-old kids. Right. Or, yeah. Right. Uh-huh. And, and, and my complaints on Twitter are typically more about uh, – System issues, you know, why right. are we why are we running that kind of stuff? Um, stuff that all fans want to talk about. That's right. That's yeah. right. I'm not going to sit there and say, you know, and believe me, I love Peter Jock. I know I I've met him more than more than one time. He's been in my house. He is a great great kid. I don't think there's any question that if his back did not get hurt this year, a whole different ballgame. It, it really really would have made a, a major difference for the Hawkeyes. And yet we're 18 and 14. And I bet you if we had asked 75% of the Hawkeye fans before the season, if the Hawks were going to win 18 games this year. And be a number one seed in the NIT. Would you take it? Sign me up. That's right. I think, I think we all would have. And, you know, we've got uh, – we have a, fans aren't rational. Dave. No, 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 I don't no. Know if you know this. No, we're, we're, not, we're not calm. We're not rational. We're not... That's why they call fans uh, <laughs> partial for fanatic. And, you know, the thing of it is, Al, is, is that when, when you lose three in a row – Throw in the towel, season's Fire over. Fire the coach. Like, get rid of everyone. And then they win three in a row. And they had, what, four different scenarios where they lost three, won three, lost three, then won four. And, and so it's just the up and down nature when you have a young basketball team. We've only got a couple, three minutes to go. You had you participated, you said, with raveling back there in uh, uh, in your My first, and sophomore first years. two years. Yep. And then you had Dr. Tom come in. You had postseason experience in all those years. What kind of different excitement does that bring is in our last couple minutes here to a basketball team and you back then as a player? Well, that was your that's your reward. You know, we in the year of '84 to '88 when, when I was there, that we still had to jump ball after every made basket. You had to take <laughs> the ball, ball out of the peach basket after every made basket. But um, that was the expectation, and, and that's what Fran has established now is uh, that you're going to be in postseason every year, and that was the payoff. I mean, frankly, yeah, you you compete. For for Big Ten championship, and with especially under Tom, we really focused on every tournament we played in the preseason about winning the championship. Those things, but your payoff was to go hang out and you know be in the Seattle Kingdom, right. although the UNLV game we all want to forget. But to be in those experiences, to play in front of forty five thousand people, 
to be on national TV and, and when you start getting past rounds one and two, uh, that's what you live for. I mean, that's – Was the Kevin Gamble shot the most exciting play you can recall? That You know, that Oklahoma game was just – you know, with, with Billy Tubbs and that whole crew, I mean, that was – it really was. And that was a game um, – I don't remember a lot of games from my career. Right. I've been hitting the head a lot, and I've killed a lot of brain cells over right. the years, but uh, before I went into ministry. Uh, right. But, but I can tell you that Oklahoma game, uh, that was – because that was 45,000 people. The Seattle Kingdom, that was – to go to the Elite Eight and play UNLV, it was, a, it was a tight game coming down the stretch, and I do remember that. I remember that was a game where I had been injured most of that year, and I, I had a decent game that game, and so I was excited to have Kevin step up and, and just the rest of the guys – yeah, unforgettable experience. All right, so we're in our last 60 seconds here. Our, our Templeton Rye last call, tiny town to Templeton, Iowa, and the delicious good stuff. What do you think about tomorrow night and maybe a, a look into the future for the Hawks and the NIT? Well, well, I do think this team, if they can get through tomorrow night, they're going to have their hands full with Jamie Dixon, who in TCU is a right. likely uh, – people forget Jamie Dixon yeah, can coach he, a little bit really now. He's really good. Uh, but but I, I do think this team has the ability on its floor. It's got a tough draw. It's ready. This team can make it to New York. I agree with you. I think uh, Iowa wins tomorrow night fairly handily, and I think they have a real, real tough game. I think that's on Saturday or Sunday for the next That's going to be a war. That will be a tough game with TCU. Anyway, Al, thanks so much. That's Al Lorenzen who's filling in for Brett Ridge. I'm Dave Creighton, Jr. Thanks to all our sponsors. Trent back there in the studio. Tom Kaker from Hawkeye Report. Join us next week on Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 and Mediacom. This program is sponsored by 6-2 and Even on 1700 KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, noon to 3, and Des Moines' biggest local sports show, Marty and Miller, from 3 to 6 on 1700. 1700 KBGG traffic update. Taking a quick look at the roadways, watch out for a new trouble spot at Hubble Avenue near East 19th Street. Three vehicles are going to be involved, so avoid the area if you can. Injuries are being reported. The rest of the Metro running accident-free. Have a safe ride home, and that's a look at traffic. 1700 KBGG with Central Iowa's most accurate forecast from Local 5. Well, for tonight, mostly clear skies. Going to be bitterly cold out there, low near 9 degrees. Then partly cloudy, not too bad in the afternoon Wednesday with a high of 36. I'm Local 5 Chief Meteorologist Brad Edwards. It feels great to be invited, and we want you to feel that way the moment you walk in the door at Billion Buick GMC. Whether you're shopping for a new Buick, GMC, or a certified pre-owned, you deserve nothing less. Our knowledgeable, friendly staff is dedicated to helping you make a great decision on your next vehicle and to give you the VIP experience. We are professional great and always have a large, competitively priced inventory here for your convenience. You're invited to Billion Buick GMC in Clyde or BillionAuto.com slash GMC. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Jason Horowitz with an NCAA tournament schedule preview. The big dance begins tonight in Dayton with a first four doubleheader. 
That includes the Kansas State Wildcats taking on the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Dayton will host another doubleheader tomorrow. And then this Thursday and Friday, it will be wall-to-wall games from eight different sites. Of course, you can hear Westwood One's exclusive coverage of every game of the NCAA tournament right here. AutoZone presents the oil change. Regular oil changes protect your engine from wear and tear, helping your car roll well beyond the 100,000 mile mark. And right now, get five quarts of Castrol conventional motor oil and an STP filter for just $23.99. So visit your local AutoZone. With over 5,000 locations, the right supplies and good advice are just around the corner. Let's get you what you need. See store for restrictions and details. Get in the zone, AutoZone. If you've been wrong, Trial Lawyers for Justice wants to make it right. TL4J.com. Trial Lawyers for Justice now in Des Moines. Hundreds of millions of dollars in client settlements. An award-winning legal team dedicated to fighting for justice, civil rights, and equality. If you've been injured in an accident, on the job, medical malpractice, brain injury, wrongful death, nursing home abuse and neglect, even a small car accident can result in big settlements. TL4J.com. Trial Lawyers for Justice. Nick Rowley, Courtney Rowley, Dominic Pachota, Brian Galligan. A team of professionals. Trial Lawyers for Justice. TL4J.com. Hundreds of millions of dollars in settlements for you, their clients. They sue insurance companies. Trial Lawyers for Justice. TL4J.com. Trial Lawyers for Justice. TL4J.com. Asset Protection Agency and the Brighton Companies have now merged into one firm now known as Asset Pros. Whether it's auto, home, life, commercial insurance, and employee benefits, we have experts in every area to service your insurance needs. We see this as an enhancement for our customers. We still have the same West Des Moines location, the same phone number, 515-223-1600, and the same great people working together to serve your financial and insurance needs. Asset Pros has evolved into one of the premier financial and business resource consulting firms in Iowa. We view our work with you as a partnership in helping you in your insurance buying needs. Asset Pros, making sense of today's financial and insurance choices. 515-223-1600. Vesta provides a simply elegant dining experience. Locally owned and operated, Vesta's seasonal menu offers Mediterranean-influenced cuisine served lunch and dinner. Enjoy the private dining area for your next business meeting, experience the open kitchen tasting bar for a special occasion, or just stop in to enjoy